Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Find out how you can listen early and ad-free at Patreon.com slash Sunranto for only a dollar a month. Otherwise, this show will be brought to you by Manscaped and BetOnline.ag. If you don't want to hear ads within this production, then I suggest you go to Patreon.com slash Sunranto, sign up today for just a dollar a month, and you can get the ad-free version early. Do it now. Here's the show. Covey blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain we shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the Lobo Bolu team. Mucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the Lobo Bolu team. Michael Cotton. Sun Randall! <laughs> oh, they, you got pretty good pipes for a dude that doesn't sing very well. <laughs> well. It's a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now. Not really. It's more yeah. of forgotten. That's a pretty high note. That must have been at least an F. Yeah, Danny, I mean, that's what they tell you when you're in, like, grade school is if you can't sing well, just sing loud. Yeah. So well, that's how it's done. You you managed to knock that out of the park. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, is it, we got High Cotton on the show and Mr. Creepy Crawlies hiding under rocks and Creepy Crawlies living in a tree. How's that tree? Tree's doing all right, man. Still hanging around. Yep, uh, and uh, I, of course, am. I'm the only one with a cool song, actually. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're the only one with a cool song. I know. Well, that's what happens when I get to decide what everybody gets. Um, so welcome to the Sunranto Show. This is kind of our uh, weekly recap review show. Uh, we've been doing the uh, pre- and post-games, which have been really fun. You know, I've always wanted to do that. Figure a 60-game season won't burn us out too much to do it. But um, I just wanted to, to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. There are 95 of you. We got it up to 98 one time, like last year at some point. We're down to 95. We've never hit 100. We've gotten as high as 98, maybe 99, and I didn't notice. But, yeah, we had a couple people come in on the, at the dollar level, so thank you very much. Uh, Doug, Glenn, and Don, over the last uh, week and a half, two weeks, 
have come in. And uh, since we say that, hey, it's uh, at the dollar level, you're buying one of us a beer uh, per year. I wonder which one of us is getting that beer. I don't know, but Doug, Glenn, and Don, isn't that like the original lineup for uh, the Eagles or something? They can afford more than a, a beer. Was Doug, is there a Doug in the Eagles? I, I Who knows? Like, it's Glenn Fry and Don, Don Mattingly or whoever the fuck. I don't know. It's Don Henley. Don, yeah. Yeah, Don Henley. Don Henley. The, the guy named after my T-shirts. So, uh, yeah, if you want to join on, we, I'd love to get that to 100 people by the time we make the playoffs this year. Uh, it's just a dollar a month, and you'll get to download this show, which we're doing live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. We're on Twitch. Did you guys know we're on Twitch? Oh, we, have, we know. Yeah, we, <laughs> the Twitch bots really there, like to come out at us. There's one person that watches on Twitch and then a bunch of bots that we had to block. But that's that's <laughs> all we got out of Twitch. But we're on there, so uh, maybe if you like watching on Twitch, you should watch on there. But we're doing this show on there. But uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you'll get this show completely ad free as a podcast uh, and all the pre and post game shows, even though nobody cares about pre game after the game already happened, but you'll get it. If you're a psycho like that. Yeah. You, we will fill your phone or that's like the only <laughs> way to get it anymore. Right. Yeah. Like we, I was going to say iPod or like MP3 or like nobody gets anything on any of those anymore. We should start sending out CDs. There you go. Right. How about, <laughs> what about mixed? Mixtapes. Mixtapes, yeah. So uh, we got a, we got a bunch of new Cubs to talk about. So why don't we just dive right in? We talked a little bit yesterday at the pregame uh, uh, about Jose Martinez. Um, so let's take a look at him again and talk about I thought about more. I like this move. This is the move I like more than all the other moves. Uh, it's, you know, you get you, your right-handed bat, high OBP guy. Um, you know, he's, he's an, he's a league average player overall, but if you look at his splits, he's so much better against lefties. I looked at what the Cubs have done against righties this year, and it is just total dog shit. They have the second lowest OPS in the majors at 638 batting right-handed. 638, second worst in the majors. Wow. And yeah, and it's just like, then that's what? Contreras, that's uh, Javi. Again, uh, you're, you're, you're the big impact right-handed bats have not been big impact. So KB, not good and hurt. Baez, not good. Contreras, not great. So, I mean, that's kind of, those, are your, those are the big right-handed bats. Those three guys are your big pop from the right-handed side, and they've produced literally nothing. Yeah, well, I'm not, no, well, second to nothing because we <laughs> yeah, right. There's one worse team. What what one, team is that, Danny? Uh, can you I, tell us who we can make fun of? I, I forget who it was. Uh, well, I, I don't know if they're a contender or not. All like, right, it's hard I, to believe. It's hard to believe that the Cubs are a first place team. You know, I think what they're tied for second best record and this and that, and they can't hit right handed pitching. Isn't like the majority of the league right handed pitching? Yeah, well, of course it is. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Right. So I'm just wondering, like, if you're telling me it's the it's the okay. Uh, I, actually, I still have it up. It's the Texas Rangers. Okay. Oh, and yeah. they are great. They they are best known for starting Slam Diego as a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, then the you know the White Sox, by the way, are number one. They have an OPS of eight ninety one. Just to see how far it goes, that's like two hundred and fifty points higher than the Chicago Cubs. To so be fair, they got to play the Cubs, and the Cubs don't get to play the Cubs. That yeah, is that's true. true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Luck, lucky them. Um, so, Jose Martinez, uh, how's this move sitting with you guys right now? You know, I have some players to talk, and they were about, you know, he used to always beat the shit out of the Cubs, so let's hope that he can, you know, if anything that can contribute, that's what I care about, is obviously, you know, there was two needs, and we'll talk about them all, but the, the main two needs were left-handed pitching and right-handed bats, bats that could hit righties. And so if it addresses the need, I'm fine with it. It's not, a, you know, again, bargain shopping. You get yourself, a, you know, a couple of bargains today, and so uh, well, I'm, is, I'm fine with it. This is the thing about Jose Ramirez, though, is that he's going to be – or Jose – I always keep calling that – Jose Martinez. He keeps – he's going to be around. He's arbitration eligible next year and he's not going to be a free agent until 2023 so i'm looking at this as maybe a platoon situation probably for hayward maybe not a straight platoon but what i'm really happy about this situation is you know all those um at bats that albert almora and josh fagley used to take with like pinch hit at bats you know with the game on the line now those are going to be taken by jose martinez which that's going to be a hell of a lot better, you know, without a doubt, than what we saw. You mean uh, when the bases are loaded for Almora or Fakely, which we saw both times, and it'd just be an absolute total shit show? Yeah, so now we don't have to watch that anymore. And I should mention that Albert Almora has been sent to South Bend, and there was much rejoicing in Crawley lands. <laughs> See ya, Al. Yeah. One second you're sitting on John Lester's boat, enjoying life. <laughs> Next second you got a bus ticket to South Bend. Yeah. Nice one greyhound. Minute, one minute you're denying Crawley an autograph. The next minute he pulls a few strings and you're going to Indiana, buddy. Sorry. So the See other ya. move made right at the the pretty much right at the deadline uh, for I mean another bat move is Cameron Mabin. Yeah, that was the one that they had been rumored to be all about, and then we thought maybe they weren't going to pick him up. Yeah, well, they did. <laughs> and this one's, I mean, besides getting Al Moore off the team, this That's all one, I need. Yeah, this one was maybe my head scratcher a little bit. Yeah, because um, after you have Martinez and you got the bat that you're looking for, why go? At, why continue to go after Maven? Okay, but but again, you're replacing two guys that were absolutely useless as shit. That's what you did. You got two more right-handed bats. So it gives you. Yeah, it's an it's an improvement, no doubt. It it is an improvement, but it's an improvement just to the bench. It's not like these are major. These are going to be major contributors. Well, all I can tell all I can tell you, Michael, is that when we were sitting there and. I think your internet was down or something that weekend when it was the Brewers series, and we didn't know that what was really happening without uh, Chris Bryant at the time. He would eventually go on the IL. But when all of a sudden, you know, the game was on the line and you had Hader on the ropes, who do you call in for the pinch hit at bat? Josh Hader. I don't ever want to hear pinch hitter Josh Hader again. I don't ever want to hear, you know, Albert you Almora. Albert Almora? Yeah. No, no, Albert Almora was the other day, you know. But this has been – 
It's been a Josh couple. Josh Fagley times. then. Fagley when 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 it was against Milwaukee, okay. it was Fagley, and then the other day was Almora against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. So I mean, these guys are just absolutely worthless. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not so fast. It's time to gamble. You like gambling? You better do it with our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Sports are coming back. In fact, they're kind of back, right? I mean, and so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. We got MLB, NBA, full swing right now. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. And don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Back to the show. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and you were and I heard this uh, on the Cubs related podcast the other day. It was Corey and actually Evan Altman was on that show and they were complaining about the fact that you're not maximizing this 28 man bench. Sometimes you do it by not putting a guy on the injured list that should be on the injured list and you just fuck around for five, six days and then you backdate him. So you're not maximizing your roster at that point. You know Chris Bryant's going to end up on the IL. You knew Souza was going to end up on the IL. And by the way, they might be back tomorrow. So that's another huge addition from the right side as well. But, you know, you're not maximizing your roster spot. You know, they weren't doing it. You're pinch hitting, you're pinch running Almora for Schwarber, who's actually faster than Almora. You know what I mean? It makes no sense. He's a plus base runner, or at least a league average base runner. And Almora's not. He's below average. Well, I think this, we talked about this. We were hoping that with the new medical staff, things would change. But this, remember, I think it was 2017 after they won the World Series, was it Zobrist who had a wrist injury? And they just let him kind of flounder all year, like on and off, you know, never, you know, taking days off here, never let him get healthy and getting somebody to take that roster spot. And then unfortunately in 2018, he came back looking a lot better. And then, you know, it's like, but, you just but they had wasted a year. They'd wasted yeah. a year of his career. Right. Yeah. Uh, They lost Caesar completely from their team because they didn't put Hayward Hayward on the IL. Yeah, a couple years ago. And so they just lost him. Yeah. And so on the fringes, they're kind of messing up. They, and last year, I think a a poor bench, they got rid of Tommy LaStella, who who was like, you know, 3 a.m., you know, hitting the ball all over the place. Always can count on him for a hit. Uh, you know, if you need a lefty at that point, he goes on to hit like, you know, 40 home runs in in like half a year. Yeah, he was like leg. an all-star. Yeah, he was an all-star. And you so see, you let that guy go off their, their, your bench. It just seems like an oversight. I, I, I see they didn't want you know, to pay him, but. You know, it's one of those things with Listello is a weird one is I don't think anyone would have predicted that all-star year that he had. Mm-hmm. But what he did give you was consistently good at bats. Yeah. And again, you know, that's all you can ask for. Baseball, you know, if if you fail 70% of the time, you make it in the Hall of Fame. And and so, you know, that's going to happen. But Almor- but uh, La Stella, he just gave you major league at-bats. And some of the at-bats that we've been seeing from, again, Almora, Fagley, uh, Javi, if you want to go there right now, I mean, you're not even in the at-bat. You never feel for one second that you got a freaking chance. It's like, oh, my God, these guys are just completely overmatched. And with Listella, you never really kind of felt that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. And uh, so let me put up Maven's numbers here. He's a veteran. He's been around. We, we talked about this the other day. <laughs> 13 years. Came into the league with Detroit in 2007. Played for Detroit one, two, three different times throughout his career. He's been with Florida. It, when they were Florida. <laughs> he was with Florida. And then he was also with Miami. So they they actually changed the, their name in in the span of his career. He was with the Padres for quite a while, had some uh, pretty okay years there, uh, average. Uh, Atlanta, uh, he was with the Angels. He was with Houston. I, I mean, uh, but he kind of put something together with the Yankees last year. Ended up with 269 plate appearances. Nice. nice. Ends up with 11 homers in that time. Granted, that's a juice ball year. He unfortunately strikes out twice as much as he walks, but he ended up batting 285 and he had an OPS plus of 127 and an OPS of 858. He even stole nine bags, which I think the Cubs maybe stole nine bags last year. The entire team stole like maybe nine bases last year. And I know they were think- all in April. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, I, I, I don't know what this guy gives you. Hap is your center fielder. You've picked up – you basically have a right-handed outfield and a left-handed outfield if you switch half around and, like, you know, because, you know, but he can play – well, he plays – a Maven plays a better outfield than um, uh, uh, Martinez does. Right, and, and, and this is where you're going to start getting nervous now is that Almora was the best center fielder on the roster. You know, regardless of my feelings towards the guy, he was – the guy that could run routes and be at the right place and make the plays look easy where every time with Hap, you know, you always see like, I think he had one yesterday where he kind of stopped and then like lunged at the last second on a play that should have been. He almost looked like he was going to go the other direction for a second. (laughs) Right. And so, and so all of a sudden defensively, you know, this is, this is, you know, you're losing something, but you have to get some right-handed bats in there. And I don't know, again, uh, did did we put up the we haven't put up the corresponding moves yet, have we? No, we we haven't talked about them uh, exactly yet, except for that you know Fegley is gone. We already knew that, but Elmora is gone. And here's the uh, the kind of the head scratcher. Uh, you you get rid of well, Zach Short is traded to Detroit. So that's going to totally mess up the compound podcast. <laughs> so you know, once again. See, people think podcasting's easy, but it's not. Like, you know, look, we lose, we lose Lyle, you know, but we got a guy. You know, we got, we got a Crawley to come in. You know what I mean? So, things happen. I need a third guy when Lyle was not was not working out for all the shows. Michael Cotton, you come in. See, you got it. That's how you have an eight year podcasting career. You know, <laughs> that's how that works. But uh, you know, Ian Happ can't even get a, a year out of it. You so you sold a little coffee though. And uh, guys, I know you're concerned. I will. Don't worry. I'll one day get that Almora piece signed. I'm sure once he's doing nothing, he'll be giving away the signature, and he won't have a handler anymore. So I'll get it signed. Don't worry. It'll it'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, and it's a shame they couldn't move him. They've never been able to get anything for Albert Almora, and you know, all the everybody that could have been traded at one point lost value within the last few years. You know, Addison Russell. Ends up, the, I mean, you could have gotten the moon for him at one point in his career, you know. Um, Rumor was there that he got a big contract offer after 2016. Yeah, well, 
Whoops. So, uh, yeah, Sean writes in, send Al Mora to South Korea. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I wouldn't be too surprised if he ended up somewhere like that. Um, so the other uh, guy, we got a couple of lefties. So let me ask you, actually, before we move off Maven, yay or nay? Are you, you're, is, does this like, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I was like, eh. eh. I, I, I'm good with it. Yeah, as long as it means Al Mora's gone. And, and, and I think he does give you something, uh, you know, he's a better defender than uh, Hap probably Maven is. So maybe he ends up being the guy that comes out and wow. does the defensive replacement instead we, of Al Mora, but he can give you actually a start and well, a bat. He, here's the thing. We didn't see uh, – we all didn't watch the game on Thursday night versus the Tigers. And from, you know, I talked to a couple of people that did watch it, you know, just to kind of get a feel for some things. And uh, I think they had Hap playing right field that day. And there, you know, we were wondering about uh, Tapera. And from what I've read, there was a lot of, when in that inning, you know, obviously he blew the uh, lead. But my understanding was there's a lot of plays that weren't made. One by Contreras and, 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 and I heard Hap looked really awful in right field. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was just looking up real quick. Uh, Maben versus Almora in the standard fielding on uh, Baseball Reference, and Cameron Maben in center field over thirteen seasons has a nine eighty nine fielding percentage, whereas Albert Almora over five seasons has a nine ninety. So, no, well, I, I mean, mean fielding we're talking fielding yeah, percentage. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know, but they don't have great. They don't have like all the great advanced stats that are that quick to look up. Yeah, yeah. No, so. you'd have to. We'd have to look into it a little bit more than that. But I. But no, Cameron Maben was always known as a defense, uh, defense dude. Jose Orlando writes in, Hap looked like shit out in right field that day. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't play a lot of. Bill Sugas agrees. Hap was a disaster in right. It, but you know. Can we really ex- – the dude's a second baseman, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Like, they threw him out in center, which is supposedly one of the, the tougher positions, although I think a right field is probably, in some cases, a tougher position to play. Especially at Wrigley, at Wrigley. Field. Yeah, at Wrigley Field, I think especially. Um, you know, you're in Detroit, giant outfields. So that's what we're looking at there. He's never – I mean, remember Joe Madden put – Contreras in right. <laughs> and that one lost a game last year, I remember. So it's just like you, you need your best – you, you do need your best defense. We saw what happened with Castellanos out there with the Reds. I mean, we didn't see that. He looked actually okay playing right field for the Cubs. It's, for some reason, he put it together a little uh, bit better. A smaller sample size in Wrigley Field's a smaller – I mean, I'm not saying it's an easy right field, but – So you remember when, what was it, when the Brewers and the Cubs played in the wild card game, there was a play where when uh, Castellanos was on Detroit, and I don't know who hit if it it was Yelich or Braun, I can't remember currently, but I just remember watching Castellanos, like it was almost the Jose Canseco off the head home run where he misplayed a ball so badly that it gave the Brewers the win. And for, you know, that was a season that ended up tied at the end of the season and had to go into the wild card. Yeah, no, it it hasn't. Listen, the, since 2016, <laughs> we have lots of stories like that of just like, oh, and then this happened, and then the season was over, you know, and then everybody got hurt, and Rizzo's ankle looked like a giant piece of beaten meat. 
Does um, anybody uh, feel the same way that Elmora hasn't been the same since the kid got hit by a line drive in Houston? Yeah. I mean, it, do you think so, or do you think sometimes that – I don't know. I, I've heard that before. I've heard that argument before, and I don't know how much weight to put in it and to say that is it coincidence that he's just bad and he just looks bad after that happened, or if that never happened, do you think he still would have been what he is today? I feel like he was actually working his way back from some stuff. Like he hadn't been that great and he was working on some stuff and he had actually just started. Like it seemed like he was turning a quarter and then he just ripped that ball into the stands. And I mean, to be fair, he did hit it hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sadly. Yeah. You know, but then, uh, yeah, but then it became, uh, yeah, it just became one of those things. I couldn't imagine you know, having well, something like that happen to me, it's the same thing as uh, what the the one dude, which uh, that guy already had a ton of uh, issues, but he threw that baseball to the guy and he fell out of the stands and died. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Uh, oh, Josh it? Hamilton. Josh, Josh Hamilton. Hamilton. Josh Hamilton already had huge, you know, you know, abuses going on yeah. with drugs and alcohol and stuff. So it ha- it was just a matter of time after that that he was going to devolve into where he came from. Bill Sugar said, with that logic, KB hasn't been the same since the Rockies beamed him. I think that's kind of right, too. You know, That's I, true. And, you know, and, so, and some guys, you know, and we, we always talk, and you know, people made excuses for Almora that, oh, he didn't play every day. If he could only play every day, then he would get better. He's not getting the at-bats. And, you know, and then we we saw that not be true because the, the, the best thing that ever happened to Almora was that platoon year that he had. You know, I think it was with Hap, wasn't it, in 2018? And I think Al Mora managed to get – was it 17 or 18? It was one of those years. And uh, it must have been 18 because Hap was up. But it yeah, was – and he hit like 293 or something. Yeah, like and that. it worked. He did, still didn't walk. He still struck out probably too much. He was still slow as hell. But at least he could get on base a little bit more. His OBP was exactly his batting average, I believe, was something like that. So – but yeah, but then you just didn't, you sat him against righties, but then he couldn't do that anymore. So now he's gone. So we don't even have to talk about him anymore. We got Cameron Maven now. I think it's an upgrade from what we've been seeing, but we got other guys. Let's talk about these other dudes. We got um, an injured guy <laughs> named, <laughs> we'll start with him. This is the guy I'm less excited about, Chafin. Uh, what's his name? Alex Chafin? What is it? Chafin. Andrew, and, Andrew Chafin. Chafin. Andrew Chafin Carpenter. Uh, we got a couple of lefties. That's 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 what we have. This guy, he's thirty years old and and seventy five days. He's from Kettering, Ohio. He was drafted in the first round, which is forty third overall in the two thousand eleven June amateur draft. He went to Kent State University, so uh, that's nothing. But uh, this guy's a free agent next year. This is just a little bit of rental. His nickname is the Sheriff. So there's a new sheriff in town. Oh, my God. We got the sheriff in the fish truck. This bullpen's starting to shape up. Um, <laughs> yeah, our, our bullpen is chafing. <laughs> yeah. It really is chafing. Ooh. Uh, so let's look at this by the numbers. It hasn't been good this year. It's very small sample size. But he, he has an ERA plus of 59. Our bullpen is terrible. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, his ERA on the year is 8-10. But, you know, that's in only 11 games, which is kind of a lot of games. <laughs> yes, and for 
at least this year, he's injured. His his finger hurts like KB's finger, so maybe they get back together, uh, get together and get their fingers to uh, you know all working in the right direction. Now, uh, last year, I mean, he's been with Arizona his whole career. Um, he had a, he's had ERAs in the low to mid threes. He's been good. You know, so, I mean, maybe we catch a little lightning in the bottle. Kyle Ryan wasn't really doing it. You know, this dude's going to work his way back from his pinky thing. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this situation is the walks per nine. That's disheartening. Yeah, yeah, that is. It's a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now. Yeah, the, the whip is a little high than what you'd like for a, a bull penis guy. Um, So, but. Especially but, with the lefties, like you don't get to, to loogie out anymore. You got the three batters. Right, but pitching in Arizona is one of the harder places to pitch. It's it's a dry ballpark. Balls, you know, fly around there a little bit more than they do other places. So it's dry. That's why he's chafing. <laughs> chafing. Chafing. Then he did the thing with the lady and stuff. Um and then uh there's another lefty, uh, and his name is Osich. And uh, you might remember him. He actually he played for. That's why, that, that's why you're chafing too much Osage. Yeah, <laughs> he's he played for the Giants in 2015, uh, and he he didn't get it. He was got it in 35 games that, that that year, and then it looks like he was kind of injured in 2018 because he didn't. He was only got it only gotten 12 games, and uh, I mean. I don't know. This guy doesn't excite me quite as much, but we're going to have him for a while because he's arbitration eligible. So um, he we got him from Boston. He's got a five seventy four ERA. I mean, I mean, he's got a lifetime five ERA. This is not a good player. He and you can't say Boston is one of those dry places that the ball <laughs> flies around. Uh, I like. He's he's never had an ERA plus besides you know his his first year. Uh, you know, over or, 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 oh yeah, over a hundred. So the whip is kind of high again. I mean, I don't know what they saw in this guy, but he actually does start too. Um, it, he, he actually, actually, I think he's got one start on this year, in fact. So I don't know. What it, did you take a look at this Osage character, this other lefty? No. <laughs> His his birthday's on Thursday. All I'll of tell this. you that much. He, and he's kind of old too. I mean, he's he's been around since 2015, but he's he's 31. Yeah. So he was, you know, I, I, again, bargain bin shopping. You it was yeah. a need. You needed a left-handed bat or left-handed pitching out of the bullpen. You had one guy, Kyle Ryan, with his velocity ticking down. And it just wasn't a good situation. They had to get somebody that could maybe get left-handers out. At this point, we just have to be hopeful that these guys can come in and give us anything. You know what I mean? Like, our our bullpen is terrible. So, there's no – I mean, it would have been nice if they had been going after a few, you know, higher-level prospects here. But they got somebody – and that's where they needed it. I mean, I was kind of when I kept seeing the the notes come through, and it was about hitters. I was like, God, what the what the hell is going on here? You know, like that's that, that's a problem for sure. But that's not what I was expecting them to start to you know go after. Yeah. Uh, again, the, the, they are looking 
like Danny said, for lightning in a bottle, they were they don't have too much to give up in the farm system. They don't have, uh, you know, they, they have to sit there. And, yeah, it'd be nice to look at some of these guys and be competitive for them, but they just don't have what other teams want. No, you know? they, they really don't. Like, if they could move Almora, they would. Now he's just going to flounder in 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 uh, Indiana. Well, Osich, he's signed. He's, arbitrational, he's arbitration eligible next year. He's a free agent in 2023. So he's going to be around. This is a lefty they're going to try to – work with and use, I guess. Um, I mean, nothing looks too exciting. He gave up three home runs to the Orioles just last, just 10 days ago. So that's disheartening. And that came off of an, another outing where he gave up two home runs to the Yankees, but he'll give you multiple innings. As I said, he started a game. It was really more of an opener situation. He started a game against the Mets and um, he went two innings only. So he's, he'll give you two innings sometimes. Uh, so if you're looking to piece together some starts, like maybe with Q when he's coming back, and, you know, maybe you get Alzali back up to give you a little help, you know, multiple inning guys. Uh, you know, uh, Underwood ostensibly yeah, could give you more than one inning. Especially now that Chadwood is gone. Like well, we may never see him we don't, again. We, well, little the, good news, yeah. Yeah, the, the news is is it's not as bad as they originally thought and that there's yeah. a poss- possibility he's able to come back at the end of the season. So? So? Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like, I mean, I'm happy for him that he's not in as much pain as he could have been or that his injury is that bad and so that he'll – move back to a normal, healthy life. But as for being a pitcher for this team, I don't – I mean, he's got to be perfect or it doesn't work. I think that's what we've learned. Like yeah. anything that's off with this guy at all, it's not going to go well for him. And if it doesn't go well for him, it doesn't go well for the Cubs. So, Well, here's the thing is when when, when, when you saw him spike that pitch the other day – this is a guy that's had two Tommy John surgeries, which that's why it made him so attractive to Theo and Jed. And <laughs> right. so, uh, you know, not one, two. The, the, the double TJ. It's like it's like double D's at the strip bar. Now, they, you know they're bad for you, but you're still going after it. But you have what he has now is a uh, flexor pronator strain. Yeah. So that, I guess, takes less time to get back from. So we'll see. That'll I'm pretty sure shaping. Pro Nader is why Al Gore lost. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's so, a bad injury. And then I guess the last bit of news, and this was a bit of a head-scratcher, uh, is Ian Miller. Goodbye. Uh, he was, you know, the Cubs usually went out and got that fast guy. And this year they had him to start. And they just let him go. So I don't know what the hell. I remember sitting in that beautiful Arizona sun in left field is where you could find me. I pretty much had my spot and I didn't move from it right above the Cubs bullpen. And they started him like every day. Like it was like Ian Miller's like, is this guy going to be like a, a full-time player? Man, they really like this guy. And, and, and with the whole new rules about the, the clown ball and, and some of the other stuff, you're like thinking like, Okay, there, there's room on this expanded roster for a speedster, and they never even gave him a chance. It was like, the hell? Why didn't get all those spring training at bats then? Like, what the hell is the point of this? <laughs> they've got they've got 26 guys on this roster, and they just sent Ian Miller packing. I know, the 28. 
Well, and, and that's no, just, no, I'm saying the Cubs are only carrying 26. Oh, yeah, exactly. And they still sent him packing for no reason. <laughs> no, it makes it makes no sense to me, like, why they didn't really give him a chance. He pinch ran in one game. Uh, I, I don't think anything ever came of it. They never used him how we thought they would use him in any of those. I mean, the Cubs have played a few extra rating games. He was never the man on second. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, you're right. What was the point of all that? <laughs> what was the damn point? You paid this guy money to to do nothing, and and I just don't get it. I do not understand. I feel like you're going to carry Almora for a half a season. I know it's sixty games, but what's the point of your pinch running Almora for Schwarber when you have Ian Miller on the team who also plays center field? Right, and like, all he has to, he's not going to get a chance to hit. All he's got to do is go and make sure he catches a pop fly. Yeah, or even bunt on. Al Moore can't even do that. Al Moore swinging at pitches like three feet out the zone. Now, Ian Miller might have done that too. We never got a chance to see. Yeah, we, we didn't matter. But as we said before, you know, if we're going to let Kimbrell hit instead of Al Moore, you may as well let Ian Miller do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a real head scratcher why you, why that all happened. But good luck to him. I mean, maybe they somehow get him back. I mean, it's hard, probably hard to get a job right now. Uh, so, so yeah, there's, there's all your moves. I mean, you know, it's all on the fridge. Our bench is better, which is good. You're going to need something like that. If you want to get past the first round of the playoffs. And and again, you're looking at Bryant and Souza are now going to be returning any day, any day. So, I mean, when you're taking a look here is you added Maybin, like we talked about, you added Martinez, you added Osich and Chafin, and uh, you say goodbye to Ian Miller, Zach Short from the compound, and Albert Almora. And let's be honest, Zach Short wasn't going to set the world on fire. It's not like, you know, we're going to be like lamenting this move years from now. Yeah. And and so the key is, is that with Bryant and Souza, Maybin and Martinez, you know, you're getting hopefully some solid bats that are going to be able to hit some right-handers, you know? Well, I got the chance uh, on the rants, the Cubs Insider show that I do, to uh, during COVID times to interview Zach Short at the compound. And he's a really nice guy. Uh, we laughed a lot. We, we talked for about an hour, me, Evan Altman, John Felice. We had a really good time. He seems like a sweet dude. I wish him the best of luck in Detroit. Hey, eventually Detroit's going to be good again, right? I mean, they've had first-round draft picks for a long time. They lost 116 games last year, and then they beat us two or three. So that's <laughs> that's that's how that's going down. So good luck to Zach Short. So uh, let's do a little uh, little podcast favorite, little rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. So, so pick up this rake at Home Depot. Let's pick up a rake at Home Depot. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, we've got two guys this week that are so similar that it is kind of hard to pick. Jason Hayward and Ian Happ both have eight hits, both have three homers, both have five walks, and both have only struck out four times. But Hayward gets a nod because he did it in one less game, uh, which gives him a 100-point lead in a batting average for the week and a 500-point lead in OPS. Uh, it was a great week at the play for the guy. Everyone hated for the first four years of his contract. Well, guys, can we kind of laugh at this? We're now 30 games halfway through the season, and Michael brings those two guys up. These are the Cubs' offensive leaders in the first 34 games, more than half the season. How many of you predicted this before the season started? OPS, Ian Happ, and Jason Hayward. Yeah, RBIs, and- Happ and Bodie. 
OBP, Hap and Hayward. Average, Hap, Hayward, and Caratini. Yep. If anybody had uh, Ian Hap as the midpoint leader in every category, <laughs> uh, they made a lot of money. And not only that, no, n- none of the big names up there. None in any category. No Baez, no Bryant, no Rizzo, no, Car- no Schwarber, no uh, Contreras, none of them. It's all Hap, Hayward, and Bodie. Yeah, Rizzo and Schwarber are in the 800s in OPS, but then after that, it's it drops off pretty quickly. Yeah, it really does, and especially if you uh, hit right-handed, it drops off real quickly. I looked the other day at, at all our right-handed hitters, and uh, do you know who our best right-handed hitter is? Boy, Can you guess? I'll say Caratini. <laughs> No, nope. um, it, it's still Ian Happ. It's Ian. I thought we were going off switch hitter. No, yeah, no. I'm just saying, who who hits the best from the right side of the Cubs? It is also Ian Happ. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, no, he, you know, the the guy's killing it. He's he's really having the best year ever. You know, he starts a coffee business. He gets rid of a roommate in Zach Short, so that frees up a place where he can make <laughs> a little podcasting. His own, his, his own hotel room now. Yeah, he can make a little podcasting studio. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, we are. Yep. On the downside of these uh, these awards here is the worst Cubs fan in history, Jason Kipnis. He gave everyone heart attacks when he was in Cleveland, and now he's just breaking our hearts with one hit and three walks in his last twenty plate appearances. That's a 259 OPS this week. And for the first time, everyone is saying, that guy's from Northbrook, not Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'd probably be doing better, too, especially at home games, if he could have his family come in from Northbrook and watch him play. Can you imagine your whole life, you grow up a Cubs fan, you always dream of playing in Wrigley Field, you finally get on your hometown team at the end of your career, that's how you're going to end it off here and nobody can come see you. <laughs> you can't be leaving tickets at the door for your mom and dad and your friend from high school who lives still in the suburbs that you drink beer with in the offseason. Like, none of that can happen. Jason Kipnis can't even hang out with those people at all because of quarantine. And yep. so, you and know. And the Ricketts maybe... won't even put cardboard cutouts of them into the stands. Yeah, yeah, like... they, hate, they hate us that much. <laughs> um, so, all right, how about... Uh... <laughs> I hit two keys at the same time. Yeah. This is an easy one for the starter. Because you Darvish has been lights out this year. Uh, this week, he shut down the Reds with nine strikeouts and two walks over six innings. Um, the Reds did put together seven hits, but Darvish was able to send them all back to the bench without scoring. And uh, there's nobody to talk about on throws list from the bull penis. Yeah. All right. How about this one? You just put your lips together and blow. (laughs) (laughs) This is squarely on the shoulders of Craig Kimbrell. Uh, He was throwing the ball all over the place the other night and blew the game for the Cubs. He's the poster child for everything that is wrong with the Cubs right now. He costs a lot of money. Everyone hates when he comes in the game, and he hasn't gotten a hit all year. That's yep. just the 2020 Cubs in a nutshell. Our bull penis terrible. 
I really could have just gone with anybody in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not good. I mean, Jeffers is the only good one. You you got to hope that. I know it's a short season. Usually, in a year like this, you're going to have to have some time to like figure out who's going to be in your bullpen, who's going to be, uh, you know, trusted, who's in the circle of trust. You know, you don't have that luxury this year. The Cubs went into the year with a shitty bullpen, and Craig Kimbrell was a question mark. I mean, what are you going to do? It's like you got to hope that you know at some point you're going to get to the playoffs. And I, I do want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. But you're you're gonna we're gonna get to the playoffs, and it's gonna be in only a month. Like it's, it's doesn't it start to feel like it feels like the season just started? Twenty seven like, like, days. Yeah, and then we're it's, <laughs> then it's playoff baseball, and I'm like, oh, what the hell has happened? Twenty twenty is so weird. Um, but I I want to talk about this because this is kind of in reference to it. It's the rotation, our starting rotation, right now. With Chatwood is out of it, and I don't think he's coming back. Q is probably not stretched out enough to more, go more than more than like, I don't know, three or four innings tops, you know, maybe two times through the order tops um, t- uh, or even one. So you got you Hendricks and Mills. So I'm wondering how, how you guys, I mean, I mean, you got you Hendricks and Lester, right? I'm wondering how you deal with the back end of that at this point. Cause you got Q Mills, chatty, Ray, Underwood, Alzali, and possibly, and he's still on the 60-man, and I know they maybe don't want to get the clock started on this guy, but Tyson Miller's back there, too. That can take multiple innings, and then you got this Osage dude that can also take multiple innings. So what I'm wondering is in these last three spots, if you'd see more of a, especially maybe the fifth one, you know, I could see doing more of a piggyback situation with like, you know, Q and I, I, was, know, I was just Al-Zalai. thinking that. Yeah. Um, Alzali. Uh, Quintana has looked good coming out of the bullpen and putting in, you know, three innings or four innings or whatever. Uh, when Chatwood went down in these two games. And I mean, maybe the, best fit for Quintana is to have an opener. Give the guy an opener, let him come in in the third inning and pitch third to the third to the seventh. Something like that. Three, four, yeah. You know, and it's weird, but why not? Right now, you can't really expect him to throw six strong, you know, so give him an opener with somebody who you can maybe trust for hopefully two innings and then bring him in, you know, or like they did the other day with uh, when it was Ray, right? Crawley, they came in and uh, took the dirty inning from Chatwood, got through that. And then uh, Q comes in with a clean inning and he's, you know, starting out his day with the bottom of the order or something like that. I'm fine with that. works for me. I mean, I don't, you know, it, it, there's so many questions too with the rotation. Is unless big, how can Q stretch it out some? Uh, you know, and we talked about Alec Mills. You know, is this the guy from his first couple starts, or is he the guy from the last couple starts? We don't know enough about him. So there's so much flux in the rotation that I can't figure out heads or tails if it's going to be. And the funny thing is, the reason the Cubs are are in first place and have the record, you know where they are in the standings is because of the uh, rotation. 
You know, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Now, our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so, okay? So, uh, you know, have you ever shaved your balls and, uh, you know, nicked yourself a little bit? You know, you're, you're down there, you're not paying too much attention, all of a sudden, Oh, God, it's really deep with the thing and the blood and the... Well, here's what you do. The Manscaped Lawmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Got a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology, and it's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas. You know what I mean? The Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever you want to do. And they are just releasing their Shears 2.0 nail kit which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. Now, on their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge if you we catch you sniffing yourself. Uh, well, maybe a little bit. Now, go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. Now, here's what you got to do. Listeners of this show will get 20% off, plus free shipping. You use promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the balls and shave that front trunk. The Sun Ranzo Show is also brought to you by betonline.ag. Uh, you know, sports, they're back. What can you say? The pandemic is over and sports are... No, I'm kidding. It's not over. But you can bet on sports because sports are actually happening. So does your chance to bet on them right now. So uh, here's what you do. You go to betonline.ag. You bet on NBA, MLB, because they're going on. And you have to bet on them. They got all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. BetOnline is where you go. And you can tune in because Floyd Money Mayweather is going to join the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right. He's going to talk about his expansive jewelry collection. He's going to give you a chance to win great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. And don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Betonline.ag. Thank you for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show, which now you're going to listen to again. Yeah, but the, the problem with that rotation, I think, right now is that uh, Hendricks started out pretty much lights out, but right now he's not doing good, right, Danny? Like, he's especially away. Away, yeah, and that, and that's – and he's pitching away on – well, in game two against the Pirates – so you worry about that a little bit because you know they're they're a team that likes to smack it around a little bit even though they stink, but yeah, yeah I mean when we talk about Ray, 
It's interesting because he was the PCL pitcher of the year last year. He had a buttload of strikeouts. That is a technical stat, by the way, buttload. And uh, yeah, it's called BL plus. Yeah, BL. His BL plus was <laughs> was was ridiculous, earning him awards. And you know he's he's got a little bit of major league experience with the Padres, and he was with Miami. He even like got over a hundred innings in twenty sixteen. Got hurt is back, you know, and so you look at a guy like this, and and I understand that he's not stretched out to the point of where you're just like, oh, let's trust him with like a rotation spot, but right now he's got a whip of .909 in only 11 innings pitched, he, so he has given up runs in that time uh, uh, because he's given up 10 hits, so it's mostly the hits. He hasn't walked anybody which you look at this Cubs bullpen, and that is one of our biggest problems. Like, if you have an okay defense, you put Ray in there, he's only giving up the one home run. Like, they square it up, but, like, I don't know. The the whip is not high is what I'm saying. He's one of the better. I mean, they're not trusting him that much. Maybe you give him a little bit more of a role-playing job as an opener. Like you say, you open Ray for Quintana, and, you know, do something weird a little bit. Um, uh, David Theobald writes in, uh, Tyson Miller's clock already started. He started a game for us during the Cardinals doubleheaders. That is correct. He can step it up into the rotation. I don't know about that because I don't think he has enough experience. But I don't know. I feel like those last two spots, just because of injuries, just because of, you know, not think you should mix and match, guys. I think you should look at who you're facing that day, see how the order is going to work out, and see what you think the best matchups are and just kind of play it in-game and use these two-inning guys in a way that is smart because you really only got a one-two punch and John Lester. Yeah. And let in one and yeah, a half. And you're, you're, yeah, <laughs> one and a half because you've got a one-two punch at Wrigley you have a one punch at, uh, <laughs> when you're away. And the Cubs' uh, schedule for the rest of the season is very road heavy. Yeah. Luckily, it's road heavy against the Pirates. Yeah. Like, and start, starting to about seven games against the Pirates, like nearly a third of the rest of the – or a fourth. And the one place that we remember Hendricks having an amazing game was at Bush Stadium, and they will not be going there. No. It is full of COVID. And Carlos Martinez's pubic lice. And so, and then, um, (laughs) so we already kind of talked about Ian Happ a a little bit, but I saw somebody wrote in the notes, uh, hitting, you want to talk about hitting? Oh, no. Yeah. I actually deleted it out of the ones that we're looking at online because we talked about all of that with, uh, when Carly brought it up earlier. So, so because the playoffs are coming up, Playoffs? I, yeah, the playoffs. <laughs> Chafin. <laughs> Chafin. My Chafin. Chafin with the thing in the hey lady. Um, so I was I was wondering, I was like, because everything's brand new. Rob Ranford hates baseball, so I knew it was gonna be stupid. I remember when they announced the expanded playoffs, it was after the season had already started. Like that was not part of the original deal. So anyway, I kind of like paid attention for five seconds and I was like, wait, what? What are we doing again? And I was thinking about it, and so I looked it up. Here's what's happening. Uh, There is a wild card series 
which is the dumbest thing ever. It's a three-game series. And you know that's never going away. That's the DH for the playoffs. It'll never be the same again. And it's going to be eight teams are going to make the playoffs from the American and the National League. So 16 teams, more than half the teams. And the number one seed will play the number eight seed, the number two versus seven, and so so on and so on. Then there'll be a division series, and that's the winner of one through eight versus the winner of four through uh, four versus five. So one one against eight versus four against five, and then two and seven against three and six. And the home field advantage is going to go to the higher seed, no matter what. So remember, if you're the Dodgers, remember right with remember with home field though, it's going to be in the bubble in in Texas or California. Right. So you just bat second. Right is really all it means. Um, and then there's a league championship series, which is going to be. Uh, the you know the, the winner of those two series they're down to two teams and then the world series is obviously the best team for the national league and then the american league now i was like well how do they do the seeding because i remembered something about there being a situation where the first and second place teams from each division got to be in the playoffs and then plus and then after that you would seed it with the best other two teams, which is kind of ass backwards because they're going to, there's possibly teams in like the NL West this year that are like the third place team in the NL West, you know, will probably their best hope is a wild card, you know, when they would have maybe been in first place in the central, you know? Yeah. Right now the Cubs are in first place in the central and they are a game behind, uh, well, I guess they would be a half game ahead of San Diego, but San Diego is twenty one and fifteen, and the Cubs are twenty and fourteen. Yeah, I'll put it up. I mean, and here and right now, and look at this: the the Dodgers are twenty six and ten. They're the best team in the NL. Uh, the Cubs are in first place, but that makes them the second seed because they won the division. Because so there is division. an advantage and that's what I was wanted to figure out because I was like how is this going to work again? So right. the the three teams that win the division based upon their record. So right now it'd be Dodgers, Cubs, and then Braves as third place cuz they're a game would be a game behind. They've got a, a 576 winning percentage versus 588. Cubs are one ahead in the win column. Braves have played one less game. We're in the number two seed right now. So uh, then the second place teams are seeded in the same way. So that so number seeds number one through three would be Dodgers, Braves, Cubs. The next three seeds will go to the three teams in second place, four through six. So that that would put it would um, be San Diego. San Diego, then Miami, who's actually just a five hundred ball club and suck. In reality, yes. and then uh, and, and they made a couple additions too at the trade deadline, so that's kind of funny. And then St. Louis, a game under five hundred, is now the sixth seed. Okay, then seed seven and eight would then go to the next two best teams, which is Philadelphia, which is also a game under four uh, five hundred at fourteen and fifteen. Well, no, that they'd be the eighth seed. Uh, Colorado would then be the seventh seed at 17 and 17. So you would have a higher seed 
of the Cardinals at 12 and 13 just from coming in second place than you would with Colorado, who has a 500 record. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's, stupid clown ball bullshit. And what guys, the hell am I looking at? Here's the thing is that I have spoken that I the previous to this season, the playoff format was perfect. Best teams got in because – you know, if you win your division, that's great. And if you didn't, there was two wild card chances, and you were penalized with that because you had to play the extra game, fly out immediately, and be down your best pitcher. So winning the division meant something. Okay, I have, and and I'm worried about what Michael said because it's once the MLB gets sees that playoff money, that expanded playoff money from the TV rights, that's why it's never going back. And so if you're going to stick with this stupid-ass way of doing things of more than half the teams getting in there, then fine. I'm not, you know what? It, it ain't going to change because Crawley doesn't like it, right? But if that's the case, then then just do it like normal seeding. The best team is the one seed. The second best team is yeah. the two seed. Fuck it. Then the top eight teams get in and just rank them accordingly. Why is this hard? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I like the idea for the top three teams, regardless of record. The top three teams, you win your division, that means something. It means you're one through three. But after that, then it should definitely go by because because you didn't do anything by coming in second. <laughs> like it's the, literally the participation trophy year of baseball. Right, but it's, but you take a look at it is is that the Dodgers are flying away, but if there's a team that's right there that could compete with them, it's easily if I was to take a look at all well, but they teams, would be the they would be the four seed, right? But they no matter they should what, be the, to me, to me, but St. Louis would end up being the eight seed because they'd be the worst team. In so it doesn't really matter so much for the teams who are actually doing good; they're going to actually be in the spots that it seems like they should be in. But see, it's, I just I, I think that right now, if I was to rank these teams, I would easily have LA and San Diego one two. That's how my seating would go on that. Those are the best two teams in the NL yeah. right now. Yeah, no right. doubt. And But, you know, it's like you look at this. So let's say the Reds get hot. Well, but wait, <laughs> the Cubs are still ahead of San Diego. Crawley, just because you think Pittsburgh is going to fucking come back and beat the Cubs and knock them out of this, they're still at a 588 <laughs> winning percentage. They are ahead of San Diego. Okay? Right. right. And, and, and not only that, though – they have to play the they have to play the Dodgers how many times? They have to play Colorado how many times? They have to play San Fran how many times? Who have, have heated up lately? They've had to play better competition. Yeah, and uh, and we've only been playing the Central, which for the last couple of years has pretty much just been playing each other to even, and then somebody breaks out with a hot streak, and that's the winner. That's how that's been working in the Central, and this year it's even dog shittier. Um, the the interesting thing that I I was looking at, but like let's say somebody brought this up on the blogosphere, uh, Cincinnati. Okay, let's say they end up getting past Milwaukee or even get coming in second place. And let's say they end up or even get to be a wild card team and they end up facing the Dodgers in the first round in a three game series. Okay. Who are they going to throw at the Dodgers? Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo and Trevor Bauer. You know what I mean? Like you have a, a real chance of a Reds team just because they've got three, because their one, two, three punch is better than the Cubs. 
So if they can get into the playoffs and somehow have those pitchers at a, in a, on, on, you know, pitching their best and manage to run into something, you can b- beat the Dodgers two or three. And how anything, would, anything can happen in a short game series. Anything. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so you're looking at it and, you don't you don't get a buy. You don't get to be the Dodgers and be like, okay, we want it, so we get a buy, and we don't have to play this BS three game series against. It would be the Philadelphia Phillies right now, you know. And who knows what happens there? They got Nola, you know. They got Arietta. Arietta stunk up the room the other day, but he's still Jake <laughs> Arietta. You know what I mean? Like he pitched a no hitter in L.A. It was a while ago, but it happened. And so uh, you're, that was five years ago. <laughs> I know, I know, but it happened. But I'm saying, here's what it would look like today. Dodgers, Phillies, Cubs, Colorado, which I think scares the hell out of you. Because, I mean, only because of recency well, bias. No, be, no, because if you're paying attention to Colorado, they jumped out to a hot start like the Cubs did, only where the Cubs, like we think they're doing bad right now, Colorado is doing as bad as we think the Cubs are. Not only that, though, but the Cubs are just disastrous Coors Field. So the fact yeah. that it would be played at an offsite location and not having to worry about because that ballpark in, in, in Colorado is just all the NL West ballparks have those massive outfielders. Outfield, whether you talk about San Diego or the Dodgers or Colorado, those outfields are huge. And, you know, Kyle Schwarber's fine in a short small left field, you know what I mean? He ain't so great in a, in a gigantic park or even having to have half as your everyday center fielder in those parks would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, right. you only have to, you'd almost wish you could move Jay Hay to center except for that his bat will die if we do that. <laughs> um, and then uh, you got Brave you've got Braves in St. Louis in one of the in one of the uh series is that three game series which scares the crap out of you because uh they obviously showed what they could do to the Braves last year. And so, uh, you know, they, they, they took care of them. And then Padres in Miami, which you got to pick the Padres in that. But, like, how the Padres end up the fourth seed after having one of the best offenses in baseball. Well, it reminds me of, like, when the Cubs had 97 wins. Anyway, and, and came in the second wild card spot. And it was all about the NL Central back then. But that's how things go. Um, so uh, the other thing I want to bring up, is the uh, situation with the Reds just they can't God, you know, I would not pay attention to the Reds. You know, why are they hating on the, on us? They were, they're talking about us chirping and grunting at them. And uh, here's here's the thing, dude, we had to go for years and listen to Marty Brenneman's whining bitch ass. You remember that? This is why everybody hate Cup fans. And then you get Thom, who can't even get a fucking normal name, who sits there with his enough already and homophobic comments. And then now you got Danny Graves. Who the fuck is Danny Graves? Like, I remember him. He sucked. Who does he to have a fucking opinion on this shit? I, I did enjoy this. Bleacher Nation tweeted out. Red's broadcaster calls Cubs entitled, says they start crying and think they're America's team. So, and, and this is probably a little hometown sort of like gamesmanship. I'm sure this stuff plays in Cincy, but I like what our friend, uh, heck, the heckler Brad said. He said, uh, because there's a picture of the guy out there and he, it, it, you can't see it real well on the screen, but it's, it's a pretty bad combination of tie and shirt pattern. It, look this up. And he says, gotta be pretty entitled to think that suit tie and jacket combo works. And, <laughs> but yeah, why they're making a lot out of nothing. It's like 
That dude came out. He threw at Rizzo's head for no reason. There was nothing going on. Like, you know, chirping. Rizzo hit a couple homers. Yeah, Rizzo Rizzo hit a couple homers. And I don't know what happened, but it's like – I, I it's I don't know what it is with Reds broadcasters. It's like Jesus Christ! Can you just get somebody normal? Well, it's, it's like a formula. No, honestly though, this happens in every market, right? Except for like if you have a team that is doing well, then your announcers aren't complete shitbag assholes. But when you have a team that's always you know, struggling against that team or whatever, the announcers just start to come out and do this. And they start to complain about the fans. They start to complain about the the players because they can't complain about the product on the field because that product on the field happens to be winning, you know, uh, against their team. And, but I'm just saying, it's not just the Reds. I heard it in Colorado. You hear it in Arizona. You hear it everywhere when, there's a team on top. You hear everybody come for them, no matter what. Like right, but but in all honesty, you could say St. Louis is by far, you know, the team that's had the most success in the division. You know, it just seems like for whatever reason, there's something that and and I, I don't and, and, and again, I don't remember I don't the St. Louis broadcasters ever acting this way do you no st louis doesn't do it the cubs broadcasters don't do it you no. don't hear len casper talking smack or and that's what i'm talking about talking you smack. have yeah. success and you don't do it but 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 the cubs have had i mean we're looking in the last five years has finally had some success but from 2010 to 2014 you couldn't have had your team and they still didn't do it yeah, and yeah. the red and the Reds were really good then too. Yep. I mean, they had a couple of playoff appearances when you know Joey Votto was younger, and you know, That's uh, true. you know, and and so and they were on top, but they still act like that. You know, that just the this little brother chip on their shoulder bullshit, right. and it must play in Cincy. But like, you know, that's uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think there's. It's the same shit with the White Sox and the White Sox broadcasters. It's gotten better. It was way worse with Hawk Harrelson, obvious. But if you've been watching, like, during the um, Crosstown, like, the, uh, your, your old employee, Comcast Sports, with uh, the White Sox, the, whoever runs that account, yeah. they're just little bitches. I mean, yeah. Yeah. they really do. They're just, like, 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 they care more about what the Cubs do and what the Cubs say and what the Cubs press is. And it's like, dude, the White Sox look like a great team. Be happy for yourself. Who yeah, just, Cubs Cubs yeah don't, don't worry about us. Yeah. You, you I, beat us, too. You beat us, and you still acted like bitches. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like uh. just win. I mean, you got a good team. And the Cup fans, for the most part, are pr- pretty much like, hey, it's pretty cool what's going down on the south side. Like, you know, but, but Sox fans, they can never be happy for anything good that happens to the Cubs. They just can't. Yeah, and, and I think that's a, that's a big problem in baseball, football, everywhere is – when they're always focusing on shitting on the other team rather than just supporting their team, you know what I mean? And then when you support your team and you don't really shit on them, then it's like, oh, well, they're just being high and mighty and bullshit. It's like, no, no, that's – and it doesn't play. Like you're saying it plays in Cincinnati. I would bet that a lot of people it doesn't play with, and they don't watch the games because of it, or they don't I- listen to that. I do, those fans I, are from Kentucky, man. I I, I think it plays yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree. I think that people eat that shit up, and somehow, some way, Hawk Harrelson's now in the fucking Hall of Fame because of that bullshit. 
So yeah. I apparently played well enough to get him into fucking Cooperstown because he didn't do it for being a good announcer. Yeah. Can of corn, put it yeah, on the board. Guess, yes. That's a very good point. You're 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 right. It I guess I don't know. I guess it doesn't play with me, so I would never fucking listen to it. You know, but, if I if I turn on a game and somebody's acting like that, I just turn it off. Like or I turn off the sound. I'll watch a game silent. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I, all the time. Uh, but I do have a message for the Reds, and uh, it's this. Fuck the Reds. Fuck the Reds. Threw a ball at Rizzo's So, yeah, fuck the Reds. So, uh, two can play at that game. I don't see that guy playing a banjo and singing songs about the Cubs. Uh, so Danny Graves could barely pitch. What makes you think he can play a banjo? Yes. <laughs> who the so, hell he is and- talking shit? And because of it, Mike Borzello, our man uh, Borzi, got suspended a game for, for, for chirping and grunting, I, I believe. Uh, he's received a one-game suspension and an undisclosed fine for excessive arguing using inappropriate language and failing to leave the dugout. But in that same situation, the asshole Reds got their manager, David Bell, suspended and a fine. Uh, and also Reds outfielder Jesse Winker, that's going to hurt him too. One game suspension, and he was he was the raker on their team up until he got suspended and thrown out of that game that the Reds ended up winning anyway, unfortunately. And Joey Votto has received not a suspension but a fine uh, that is undisclosed. Now, why is it undisclosed? I want to know what they have to pay for being freaking pricks. Well, I want to know why a guy like Jesse Winker who – Let's face it, none of us know gets a suspension, but Joey Votto doesn't. I get it. Joey Votto's a, a superstar or whatever, but that's showing your ass right there. Like, yeah, let's yeah. let's fucking, you know, suspend right. the guy if, we haven't heard of. If if you look at the, and and honestly, Winker's the guy you don't want to lose. If you have to lose somebody, you want to lose Votto over Winker right now. Yeah, Votto's been like two hundred. Yeah. But if you looked at the whole incident, we played it the other day, and we got a copyright thing. Another word from our sponsor. Well, not really. Uh, it's a, it's actually a word just from me. Uh, this is Danny Rocket. Hey, uh, you know, if you want to help out the Sun Ranto show, uh, I want to talk about sunranto.com slash shopping, okay? Now, over there, you go on to Sun Ranto. You just go to sunranto.com slash shopping, which, is, you know, I think you know how to do that. I don't need to tell you any more than that. But right there, there are are links to all sorts of things that you can buy. And when you buy them, we get a little bit of kickback, okay? We got an Amazon search bar. If you shop at Amazon, use our search bar, okay? Just uh, click right through, buy some crap. We get money. Doesn't cost you a cent. There's MLB Shop. There's Fanatics. There's Fans Edge. There's uh, NFL gear. There's NBA gear. There's vibrators. There's beer. There's wine. There's condoms. Everything you need to be an awesome person in this crazy world of ours. Zazzle. You go on Zazzle? Huh. You like buying Reebok shoes? There's all sorts of ways you can support the Sun Ranto Show. And uh, another way you can do it is by become a pa- becoming a Patreon member, okay? If you'd buy each member of the Sun Ranto Show a beer a year at Wrigley Field, just be like, hey, buddy, I'd like to buy you a beer for entertaining me. I'd be like, sure, man. That'd be great. But guess what? We can't go to Wrigley Field right now. You can't buy us a beer, but you can help us by buying us a beer the next time we can go back. And that's by supporting the Sun Ranto Show for three bucks. That's the same as one beer a year for each host of this show. Okay? 
Doesn't even cost that much. It's $36. I know you got it. Just, it's all, and you only have to give it three bucks at a time. That is like nothing, okay? I'm sure you could find that in your sock drawer right now. So support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get your own RSS feed. I include all of the show notes, sometimes the show photographs and things like that. The music you can get at the $5 level. You can get the Sunranto calendar, year-end book. I mean, there's all sorts of ways you can support the Sunranto show, and it's very exciting for you, Okay. So, um, patreon.com slash sunranto. Support us at sunranto.com slash shopping as well. Thank you for downloading the show. And guess what? If you do support us at Patreon, you'll never have to hear an ad like this or about betonline.ag or about Manscaped again. It won't be in the show. The show will be shorter. It's not going to waste your time. That's what I'm saying. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Okay? Thank you. Go Cubs. Spagog. And all that good stuff. Love you. Bye. Mean it. But if you look at the incident, Votto was the one that really kind of instigated everything, coming out of the bench and doing everything. Winker was just behind him. I don't know what he said to get suspended, but if you had to throw one of those two guys, if you told me one of those two guys got suspended, I would have said Votto. Yeah. For incitement, for sure. Votto was the guy. Yeah. And Len Casper brought up a good point. With COVID, with everything, you don't want to risk guys getting sick. It should be what what, what Len said is makes sense. Anybody that steps on the field is suspended one game, minimum. Yeah, you, and you then you just don't do leave. it. Yeah, yeah. And Rizzo did not get suspended. I mean, he was just kind of like, "What? What? What?" You know, and he didn't really do hey, much. Hey, hey, yeah, way over me. I'm Tony Bag of Donuts. Hey, <laughs> right. Well, he, and he never went after them. He went. He they came after him, but he never like. He he never took the bait and 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 yeah. kept it going. Yeah, not not like 2014 Rizzo. Right, I, he and, should have been suspended for that. I enjoyed that they was. they replayed part of that fight. John Baker was in the middle of that fight too. By the way, he was on that <laughs> team at that point. And John Baker, because uh, that's when Arolas Chapman threw over. Uh, was it Coglin's head? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Coglin's. I think it was Chris Coglin's head that he threw over his head, and that ball is coming in a hell of a lot faster than it was coming uh, from that other dude from the Reds. You know, hundred five over over his head. And uh, the, John Baker, that's the game where he pimped a walk. <laughs> Do you remember that? He, yes. he, took a, he took a walk from Aroldis Chapman, which that's tough, man. You got John Baker, left-handed hitter. Aroldis Chapman, one of the toughest lefties you'll ever see. Baker gets the walk and fist pumps the whole thing. <laughs> I freaking love that moment. Check it out. Um, all right, let's talk about this uh, upcoming series. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get our our Pirates fan friend Brian on the show uh, sometime this week when we do our pre and post. But we'll go just go through this real quick and and uh, for our podcast listeners so that you have this information beforehand. Uh, the Cubs are three and zero against Pirates. Uh, we uh, swept them. We outscored them twelve to seven. Although there were two one run games in this situation. In this, uh, mm-hmm. so um, you know. Meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go out there, uh, and, and the Pirates uh, have been somewhat decent lately. Uh, they uh-huh. they they swept Milwaukee. Uh, they, uh-huh. they, they they swept a doubleheader from the Cardinals, uh-huh. but they just lost two or three to the Brewers, yeah. and they're playing right now. What's the score right now? They should be in the game I, right now. I don't know, but Cardinals run, beating the Reds. Their run differential is minus Rizzo. 
right? It's <laughs> minus 44. 44. So the Brewers, well, Brewers are beating 5-3, yeah, right now. So uh, that game's still too close to kind of call. But so they're about to get uh, lose 3 or 4 to the Brewers if, if things hold tonight. So they're not good. Uh, they just traded Jared Dyson to the White Sox for bonus pool money. And so he's gone. But they're they're bringing in this dude. Um, let me find his name. It's their version of Chris Bryant. It's K. Bryant. Yeah, K. Bryant. K. K. Bryant <laughs> Hayes. Uh, and they're bringing this is their uh, one of their best prospects. He's their 59th best prospects, which is only ten away from being their nicest prospect. Uh, he's a first round pick. Uh, the Cubs are, uh, you know, the Cubs have never seen him, obviously, but uh, last year in the minors, Hayes slashed 265, 336, 415, posting a career high in home runs, 10, and RBIs 53 in 110 games at AAA Indianapolis. Uh, Hayes is better known for his fielding, and he's earned three minor league gold glove awards during his five seasons with the pirates. And I guess he was playing third base over there, but I thought they had Colin Moran over there. I'm not exactly sure what he's going to be doing, uh, but it, they called him up. So he's going to be in this series. They're going to give him a chance. This is something the Cubs have not been doing at all. They're not giving any of their young guys a chance. <laughs> They're getting old guys that nobody wants anymore, <laughs> paying them a million dollars instead of 500,000. Um, the Cubs, all right, so here's some uh, comparative stats. Uh, the Cubs, their 752 OPS is 14th in the majors, right in the middle. Pirates are dead last in their OPS at 618. The Cubs are now sixth in home runs after that onslaught the other day with this uh, that historic. It's never happened before that all three outfielders hit two home runs. Correct. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it never happened. Uh, Cubs now sixth in homers. Pirates have the fifth fewest home runs in the major leagues, so you don't have to worry about that too much. Uh, Cubs are fourth in walks. Pirates are dead last in walks. They do not walk. So um, even Tyler Chatwood couldn't walk the Pirates. Um, uh, he probably could, but he's injured. <laughs> Uh, the Cubs strike out a lot more. They're second in strikeouts. We already knew that. It's all they do. The Pirates actually have the sixth fewest strikeouts. So this is why the Hendricks start ruins uh, kind of worries me a little bit because, you know, if you put the ball in play and you're not striking out a lot, it's not that hard to catch up to the 90-mile-per-hour uh, heat. And the Pirates are the opposite of the Cubs in the way that they are the anti-three true outcomes. Mm -hmm. They don't homer, they don't strike out, and they don't walk. And then uh, you have um, the Pirates and the Cubs. Neither one of them steal bases. Uh, and the Cubs have scored 38 more runs. Uh, the Pirates, and, and we're just basically average in runs scored. The Pirates are third to last. They do not score. Pitching-wise, the Cubs have an ERA of 447 for uh, all their pitchers. The Pirates have a 507, and that's seventh worst in the majors. The starters uh, are better for the Cubs by over a run, 389 to 497. The relievers, uh, the Pirates actually have a better ERA for their relief pitching, 517 to the Cubs, 542. Both uh, teams' bull penises are in the bottom third of the, of the league. Our bull penis terrible.
but thank God. Their bull penis terrible. As well. So it's, it's probably good. I, I can't stop with that thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Where was I? Pitching. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Cubs are averaging strikeouts. The Bucks don't strike out a lot of people. But, hey, you're going to face the Cubs soon. So get ready, uh, you guys dreaming of striking out Major League Baseball players. Uh, Pirates, you might have that in spades this this week. Uh, the Pirates, though, you know, the, the Cubs walk a, a shit ton. Well, the Pirates are, have the fifth most walks. So that's – they walk a lot of guys. Cubs are about average and giving up the walks. And the Cubs and Bucks are tied sixth most home runs given up this year. Jeez. 46 each. It's a lot. Um, Got to straighten that out. Uh, defensively. Uh, the Pirates are tied for first in the majors with the most errors at 26. So they're kicking it around. The Cubs are just below league average with 18. Cubs catchers have been throwing out runners uh, uh, at uh, at an average rate on the bases. The Bucks are actually quite above average. And I uh, haven't done this in a while, but I figure it's time for a little... Defensive efficiency ratio, baby. Otherwise known as Durr. Cubs are at 700 exactly. Okay, league average is 696. We're slightly above average defensively right now. Pirates, though, 692 below average. Uh, Real quick, uh, game one, uh, we got Johnny Paycheck. He's going up against uh, Chad Cool. Uh, Johnny's got the 455 earned run average. wasn't good for him last time he went out there against the Tigers. That was a 450, good for a 455 ERA so far on the season. Chad Cool's been good, but he's mostly been out of the pen. Uh, coming back from an injury, did not pitch last year. One and one with a 252. Uh, Lester versus the Pirates. We'll look at this more tomorrow. Josh Bell's seen him the most. Only has one home run and 31 plate appearances, uh, batting 269 against him. Nice. Um, 810 OPS. But for the most part, uh, nobody does all that well against him. Kevin Newman has one home run, uh, and that came the last time that Lester faced uh, the Pirates when he went out there and gave up one run on four hits. He went six against the Pirates on August 2nd. Uh, he struck out four, gave up a walk. So it, it was good. Um, the Cubs won that game, but it was two to one. Uh, Chad Cool pitched in relief in that game as well uh, on uh, August second, and he gave up a run on two hits and uh, with a walk and only a strikeout. Uh, Cubs have seen a lot of Cool. Anthony Rizzo's got two dogs off of him. Got a e, uh, OPS of one point two six seven. Hopefully Bryant comes back tomorrow because he smokes him. He doesn't have any home runs off of him, off of him, but he's eight for twenty, which is a batting average of four hundred. Jason Hayward lights him up. So I mean, you look at the Cubs overall OPS: hundred thirty-seven plate appearances and a nine hundred four OPS, four home runs. Like we beat this guy up. So I like our chances tomorrow. Doesn't uh, it feel like every time you see these guys are coming in relief a lot, and then they all of a sudden they get a start? I feel like he's going to pitch like two innings. Yeah, it could be, but I don't think the Pirates really have the bullpen to like 
You know, they they're playing today. Right. And it could be, yeah, it could be that situation. I don't know. It's just 2020 is so weird. Yeah. Like, you can't look at a starter and go, oh, well, there's our starter. <laughs> like, you have no idea how that, how long that guy might have. Ladies and could. gentlemen, the Pirates have now tied the Brewers at five to five. See, watch out now. Mm hmm. Watch out now. <laughs> mm hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, five to five in the top of the sixth. <laughs> I mean, Crawley, you you should be more afraid of actual pirates. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wednesday, uh, we get we got Kyle Hendricks three and four four oh nine. This is Road Hendricks though, going up against the Dutch Oven, Lefty Derek Holland. Uh, it was one and two with a seven sixty two. Uh, and good thing we pick up picked up those righties. I, I think you're going to see Jose Martinez in this game. You might see Maben as well. Uh, Kyle versus the Pirates. I mean, it's been pretty good. They got an OPS of 648 with uh, 145 plate appearances. Uh, Gregory Polanco does the best. Is is he even playing with them right now? He must be. He's on the team, yeah. Yeah, he's on the team. All right, so he'll probably be out there. Oh, he's batting 120 this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so sure, he's there. Yeah, so he's there. But he, he bets 120 uh, this year, but he bets 357 against Kyle. Um, Adam Frazier has a dong against him uh, and does pretty well. But other than that, like Kyle's done pretty well against them. Uh, Derek Holland against the Cubs. Surprisingly, Jason Kipnis has seen him the most. He does pretty average. Steven Sousa Jr., who might be back, has a dong against him. That's his only hit. But no Cub has, besides Kipnis, has more than seven at-bats. Ernan Perez DFA'd today, so that's a fake news up there but yeah not much to go on with the dutch oven except for he was on the cubs last year here's the thing i never liked him i never liked uh, him when he was with san francisco something about him just irritates me seems like a dick yeah yeah and, and, and like you know there's always people that'll be like well you'd like him if he was on your team you know and i'm like no nope, I, 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 didn't really. like him when, I didn't like him when he was on the cubs i didn't like him when he's on the giants and the second i see his stupid face on uh what wednesday night it's just going to irritate me. So that's one thing that's giving me some faith in this series is that I'm saying that against Holland, it should be an automatic win. If not, just pack it up. Well, that's what I'm scared of uh, because you got Kyle Hendricks on the road. Okay. And last year he pitched well against Pittsburgh twice. And then he pitched not so well against Pittsburgh twice. We saw it. We saw it, but we saw what Derek Holland (laughs) has. He sucks and he sucks this year. Oh yeah, no, he's bad. But I'm just saying um, that is why he's and we he knows we hate him, and he's going to go out there and he's going to pitch the best game that he's pitched in two years against us on Wednesday. That's all I'm saying is going to happen. That's my fear. All right, right. And my, and Michael's laughing at all of us. I, I I really am. I will say though, Danny, you started this little segment by saying uh, you use the term Road Hendricks. And I got a little excited with that. Yeah, I get a little road Hendrix. It sounds sounds a, lot, a little dirtier than yeah, it does. I think you thought. <laughs> well, unfortunately, road Hendrix is a lot dirtier than <laughs> than regular Hendrix, um, than home Hendrix. Um, so, <laughs> home Hendrix sounds terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got a. a Afternoon game. By the way, those those other games were at like six o'clock central, so we're gonna have the pregame for you about five thirty. Uh, this game on uh, 
Thursday is it is an afternoon game, which we haven't had a lot of this year. And it's TBD right now for the Cubs. I mean, it is Darvish's turn. I do wonder if they're going to save him for the Cardinals series. He comes in next. I mean, that in. would make the most sense. Right. Maybe. But if Crawley's prediction comes true and they've <laughs> lost these first two games, they may need him as a stopper in that third game. Right, Crawley? Yeah, could be. Yeah, could need it. <laughs> but you did go up against uh, the Pirates this year, and he gave up no runs on two hits, and he went six. So it went very well. Uh, JT Brubaker uh, went three innings uh, pitched of relief versus the Cubs. He gave up no runs on one hit, and he struck out three. Hayward had that hit. Nico Horner took a walk. Uh, Here's you versus the Pirates. Not a whole lot there, um, but he's done very well. They have a 368 OPS in 65 uh, plate appearances. That's really amazing. Josh Bell's got a dong off of him, though. You know, it's um, this is going to be 14 games in 13 days coming up starting tomorrow. So, going to have to really strap it in, to be honest. Yeah. No, you you are. And, uh, you know, you, you want this sweep. You want to get a little distance here. You want to get on a, a good momentum swing before you uh, face the Cardinals. I don't mean to take – I know Cubs Thomas did send in a video, so I don't want to – take his thunder away, but they are coming into town. But uh, before we, d- we do uh, a little Cubs Damas and our TFCs that we always do on the show, the, these flexing cubes or uh, these, these fucking uh, cocksuckers, uh, it, let's do a little confessions we haven't done in a while. Um, I'll play the song. Get on your knees and repent. It's time for confessions with Pastor Michael Cotton. Okay, there we go. Peace be with you and all that jazz. Um, <laughs> we got the Menke barbecue burner here. He sent this in quite a while ago, but he says, uh, in 1991, goes back a long time, in a game against Pittsburgh, Andre Dawson hit a pinch hit grand slam, I think in the ninth or tenth inning. Dave Smith blew the game in the bottom half. In a fit of rage, I launched my dorm room chair across the room, Bobby Knight style. Ooh. My roommate was petrified. All right, so that's uh, that's his cub fashion. I don't know, guys. Let's hear it. How many things have you thrown, Crawley? Oh man, I, yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't even. Oh, in my lifetime, I mean, I've broken shit before. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the theme of this uh confessions for sure uh, absolutely i'm gonna give the guy a break because i feel it i'll tell you I'm, I'm not a thrower of things you know every, everybody around me gets really upset and i usually just go the opposite direction and start laughing or something you know what i mean like when things get really fucked up i, I usually just crack up you know what i mean like i've got the opposite reaction right. i never i don't i don't get sad about that stuff i only get sad when people i hate are happy well you know for for this transgression barbecue manky barbecue um i'm giving you the liturgy of the chair you must sit in a chair and not move as youngsters hit foul balls at you like the bullpens were on the field at wrigley 
If you are truly penitent, you will not be hit. Oh. Do you guys remember that? That's yeah. the biggest thing I miss from the bullpens on the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was fun. And they had that game they would play. And But that was we, – we were kind of worried about that game, though. It was, was all Travis. Tra- the Travis Wood, yeah. Yeah, all Travis Wood. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, I've got one more here as soon as I can find it. Oh, there we go. It's okay. The organ music will sustain. Yeah, so – this is from Jared sent this in to me. My 14-year-old emotions couldn't handle the outcome of game six of the 03 NLCS. <laughs> I caused a lot of damage to, my, to a wall in my childhood bedroom, which I ended up covering with a Corey Patterson poster. I was fully convinced he would be the one to get the Cubs back there. I'm not sure if my sin is putting too much faith in Corey or causing the wall damage. I never told my dad about the wall and disguised it with tape and the same color wall paint. My family moved in 08 and the realtor never said anything about it. I like to think it's because she didn't notice. Nice. You know, I, I, I destroyed my uh, ceiling when I was about 13 or 14, sometime in junior high. And it's only because the way to get to our crawl space attic uh, was through my closet. It's the only way to get up there. And so that's where I kept the pornos that I got from the back of the liquor store. (laughs) And so I kept them up there. So I'd go up there with a flashlight and I'd look at them and stuff. Well, I didn't realize that, you know, the ceiling's just drywall. You know what I mean? So I'd be up there. And and you were kind of a chubby kid, too. I was a chubby kid. (laughs) So I I come down and I, well, I was up, I was on the roof. I didn't realize you had to stay on the planks, you know, I, I cracked the ceiling. And instead of a Corey Patterson poster, you know what I put up on? Because uh, I, I covered my whole room in Cub stuff and all sorts of posters of things I was into. Beatles. I, I had a lot of Beatles, a lot of Cubs and Beatles. But you know what else I had a poster of that I actually used to cover up that crack that was not found until after that house, until after I left for college, like the whole thing. Like, no, you know, it wasn't even found out that that even happened until – you know, they moved out. It was a rental, like my family yeah. rented our house as growing up. You know, uh, it, uh, do you know what I covered it with? Guess what I covered it with? You're gonna love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of limb here and say 80s, from the '80s. What poster did I cover the crack with? I'm gonna say Breakfast Club. Uh uh-uh. uh it's is, way worse. Way worse. Is it is it Cubs related or is it? Just- no, it's not Cubs related. It's TV related. I'll give you that much though. Uh, a small wonder poster. Oh, you're you're so close! You're so close, Alf. It was an Alf poster. I had an Alf poster, and uh, Guy Serious writes in uh, because he knows because we were 13 years old together that the best portos are from behind the liquor store. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The the pornos you find in the woods. Those are a strong contender. <laughs> those, are bought at the, those are bought at the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you found those because I left them in the woods after I got them from the liquor store. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, uh, okay, Jared, your, your penance. You must perform a ritual of transubstantiation. Just as bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ. You must lick your wall ten times to make it become the tape and paint that once saved you as a child. <laughs> oh, that's kind of disgusting. 
<laughs> you don't know where that well's been. At least you, you, you don't know where that bread and wine's been. At least he didn't make him lick a Corey Patterson poster. <laughs> I assume he already did that too many times as a child. At least you didn't make him lick Corey Patterson. I don't think Corey would really appreciate that at this point. Um, so, uh, yeah, Cubs Damas, he sent in a tape. You know, he's still in quarantine. He just can't get that negative test. He just, It's really just terrible. He's just... He's, he's just out there. He's got the vid. He's, he's asymptomatic, but I can't have him coming in here, obviously. To be honest, I think if he switched out his robe, possibly. Uh, he, That'd be a big help. Yeah, it could be a big help. So, uh, Cubstradamus did send in a, a little prediction. I am Cubstradamus, and I am here to predict the future in a poem. I hope that the Pirates don't screw us, cause their players are mostly quite useless. But we lost to the Tigers, so why not the Pirates, before coming home to St. Louis? Cubstradamus out! Ah, man. I'm going to give him props on that one. That one damn near rhymed properly all the way through tigers and pirates i mean that's kind of a well i you know what it's it's usually that last line that just goes off the deep end yeah this time at least he had that going so uh yeah you guys got any tfcs yeah i do go ahead carly all right let's see what we got here yeah so much here we go uh Cubs ran Osish's recent appearances through their Pitchtron 5000 and found he'd stop giving up runs if he made one simple adjustment. Retire. Coming from <laughs> Decipio.com. Oh, uh, man. Well, he's not going to retire for a couple of years because he's got that sweet, sweet Ricketts money coming in. Um, I've, You know, as lo- let's back-to-back Decipio because he's one of the funniest dudes on Twitter. Uh, I've, I've got a TFC from him, too. He says, and this is going to be a back-to-back watch marquee. Uh, Decipio says, how is at watch marquee covering the deadline? Uh, this is from today. 3 to 5.30, rerun of yesterday's game. 5.30, the stadium. 6, let's play 2. 6.30, Cubs countdown. Best third baseman in team history. 7 to 10, Harry's last broadcast. It's great to have a 24-hour network devoted to such comprehensive coverage of the team. Honestly, <laughs> We probably did more about these trades than uh, Marquis did because they know that it's it's really not interesting to your average fan because they didn't really do much of the trade deadline. But I did want to back that up real quick with a, a uh, letter uh, that I, I sent Marquis a letter and because here's the thing. It has been half the season now. They got Marquis Network came on Comcast the first day of the season. You still cannot authenticate the app through uh, the Marquee app with, with Comcast. It's ridiculous. That I mean, the the whole point. I sat in a room with Crane Kenny, who sat there and said, "It's going to be great. You'll be able to have access on your phone. Uh, everybody in Chicago will be able to watch the game on their phone." Now half of Chicago cannot watch the game on their phone in the middle of a pandemic. You know what I mean? So I can't go out to the lake. And lay in the grass, put it on my phone. I got to be in front of the TV. And Marquis sent to me this nice email. We're sorry that you are unable to access mobile streaming content at this time. 
as new relationships go, we are working with Comcast Xfinity to complete the work needed to allow subscribed customers to log in and view the marquee sports stream. There is no firm date for this integration. You can choose to contact your cable provider for more information or blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing. Every other provider, you can do it. Every single direct TV, you can do it. Farmers freaking network insurance cable, you can do it. All the other ones, you can do it. There's a giant list, you can do it. The only one, which is half of Chicago, you cannot do it. Marquee, you are straight garbage for not having this ready to go as part of the situation. You had an entire pandemic to figure out how to do this. You knew you were going to do a deal eventually. You couldn't figure that out. You couldn't figure that out with Xfinity. Are you I, think you should, I think you should switch providers to Lost Nation Elwood Telephone Company. Yeah, yeah. here's do it. Lost here's Nation th- Telephone Company. Here's <laughs> the thing that I hated about that letter is that they likened it to a a new relationship, and then also said there's nothing firm. And I'm thinking after a month, if there's nothing firm, that relationship's over. We're what not is, doing this anymore. What, what what the hell is Skitter TV? Skitter TV? Yeah, well, I know. I, I think it's Skitter probably, TV is firm. Yeah, I think that's what the liquor store porn shop went into after <laughs> I got done with quality, their magazines. Quality cable vision? Yeah. Muscatine exactly. power and water? Yeah, they, they somehow managed. Muscatine power and water. Like, yeah. <laughs> you get a subscription when you pay your water bill. Yeah, God, I need to get on that because if, if – if, I mean, in fact, I will contact them and be like, how much do I have to pay you just for your login? Yeah. You know, right. so it's garbage. All right. I just okay. wanted to say fuck Marquee. So I got one here from uh, Born on 3rd. Uh, Katie Dworzynski says, what is Mark Grace really providing here? <laughs> Born on 3rd says, proof to his probation officer that he's working. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little bit old. Like he's, it's so old now that Gracie is not even on this program. But I loved it. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, any anything else? I have one more. I have one more as well. Okay, you go first. Okay. Uh, Sarah writes. Uh, she's watching some game. I'm not sure which game it is, but she writes Jordan Baker. I hope your wife is cheating on you right now. And then she quote tweets it at MLBUA. I hope all of your wives are currently fucking your best friends. <laughs> and then she responded, Jordan Baker, though, I hope it's your own brother, actually. Oh, wow. What? She just went off. Where was Jordan Baker umping? <laughs> put it back up real quick, Michael. Put up, put up the tweet. You want to see the date or something? I don't know. I was going to look at the date. Yeah, date's not on there. Yeah, otherwise we could find out. And now yeah, it's, we'll never, it's now been we'll in my know. it's been in my phone there for a little while because, oh my god, that's yeah. And he's I know the, Sarah, she tweets a lot. So yeah, she does. She's uh, he's one of the younger umpires, I believe, in yeah. the in the league. So I'm going to preface this last tweet with this. And I was shitting on myself. <laughs> so don't shit on me. That is a slowed down Juliana Zobrist. And I was shitting on myself. So don't shit on me. I like to do, to do a, a little lip sync of that. But 
I, I just happened to, you know, log into Instagram and I don't do that too much, but uh, I saw this and I just, my eyes popped out of my head. I was like, Oh my God, Holy shit. And it's, it's Juliana Zobrist. And uh, well, she's taking that shot, you know, just like, you know, feeling herself. But I was like, what exactly is she saying? There, I didn't really realize there were words right away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's not what I was looking at at first. So Mike, Michael's blocked by Juliana, so he can do whatever he wants behind that picture. <laughs> Just give him a warning before we go back to Michael. Before oh, this is that. better than gas station por- liquor store porn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just, I mean, I'll describe it to our... Right, uh, let the podcast listeners know yeah. what we are gazing upon at this moment. Well, Juliana's reading a book, and it's in her lap. Uh, no, she's just basically in a bra and underpants or a swimsuit, and it's but it's a shot from above, so it's really kind of you know it's a very a lot of cleavage is is present. It, All it, the it, cleavage. It's right in the middle of the picture. The cleavage is right in the middle, and she's making this face kind of at the camera. And but the quote that she says here is, "I've gained over ten pounds during quarantine, and tonight." was taught an incredible lesson and i don't know what that lesson is but i it's probably I, to not get your porno from behind the liquor store <laughs> she was she was clearly taking that picture of herself she was she did that on purpose but i don't know what lesson she might have been i i couldn't tell you but i mean Either way, you know, oh, is is the title of this episode liquor store porn? <laughs> I, I think it just might have to be. So, uh, I mean, but good for her. I mean, she's feeling herself. You know, she was with that dud Ben Zobrist. You know, he was boring. You know, I hope she goes out there and she becomes like a crazy fashionista. You know who she reminds me of? Becomes? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Becomes? Crazy fashion, you said? Well, I mean, like, more popularly. Like, I hope that she gets big, you know, because she's obviously, like. She's gained 10 pounds. She's gained. <laughs> well, I saw. She's getting big. I, I saw where she gained it, too. So, uh, it was, uh, no, but she could go out there, get her career back on track, get another album done, go out there, be the ex-baseball wife uh, kind of, uh, you know, Yoko. She could be, like, a mix between, like, Yoko Ono and the like real baseball wives of Orange County kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. I, I'm just saying, like, I see another gear for Juliana. I think she's worth following. Do you remember when Miley? Cy- <laughs> remember when Miley Cyrus? She was like that Hannah Montana, and she was all Disney-fied, and they totally had her like in a cage. Yeah. And the second she turned eighteen, she yeah. was like groping like Robin Thicke and like <laughs> yeah, like jerking exactly. off, like 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 getting herself off on stage. I mean, I know. Maybe, maybe that's it now. You know, maybe Juliana is ready to let it rip. I I think she's got another gear here, and I'm here for it. I I I think we keep her on this show. You know, just thanks to to Ben for bringing her in our world. Ben seems like a really nice guy, but I I feel like you're right about that. Like, what if we invite her on the show? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm a little nervous because apparently, uh, her father's church is like two miles away from my house. I may get a after after this episode, I may get a banging on the door. <laughs> well, I I think you got to come into it from a roundabout way. And for those of you Miley Cyrus fans, Bangers is is her album yeah. that, that came out during her fun period. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I think you uh, actually ought to go find – first of all, Michael, you own a church. So what you should have is Juliana's dad come do a service at Cubs Church 
get Ben over there. We do a little event, and then we and then Juliana will come, surprise to everybody, and wreck the whole thing, and we'll just film the whole thing. <laughs> it'll, be just, it'll just be a total train wreck of an event. But it, are you are you fun. saying that Juliana should come to the church off? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, if she's not there and yelling, don't shit on me, I'm going to be disappointed. And I was shitting on myself. So don't, don't shit on, on me. me. Well, yeah, well, well, somebody's uh, going to get shit on later tonight after, if I, after, after looking at that picture. So um, she's got 10 pounds to lose. Yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> I, I think I think everything's going fine. So, um there's a show. There's a Sun Rancher show. We haven't done one in a while. Had a lot of fun. Uh, it, please subscribe to us at, on Patreon, patreon.com slash sunranto. Uh, we're still raising money for the Lost Boys at lostboysinc.org. Please continue to support Levante and all those guys over there. And um, I don't know. I, I had fun. Uh, let's, let's have a great week. We got three against the Pirates, five against the Cardinals, uh, I'm, if we can go uh, five and three, then you'll feel good about it. Five and three, yes, absolutely. I was going to say six. I'm, I'm going to need a six and two. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to need to sweep the Pirates. Yeah, five and three. I'm, I'm with you. I just, I just want to maintain the lead. You know, we got a, a three and a half game lead right now, don't we? Or three, three to three and a half game lead. If we come out of this next week and we still have a three to three and a half game lead, I mean, it's we're just running down the clock here. Running down the clock, yeah. Well, let's get it. Let's get it. I'm excited. Let's uh, three game lead. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. I believe five thirty will be pregame show. Five thirty, and and we'll have it all. We'll have it all for you, and uh, maybe a little bit more. So, Spagog, out of here. Spagog. Spagog. Oh wait. Less, uh, Crawley. This is what this one's from for you. I'm playing this for you, baby. Good night, Spagog. Hey, fellow Ranners. My name is Brent Stewart, and I am a Cubs fan who lives in St. Louis. And we all know St. Louis is boring, but it would be a lot more boring without music and the musicians who play it. Uh, I'm also a musician as well as a Cubs fan, and I have a new album out called Together Apart. And I'm running an Indiegogo campaign right now where all proceeds will go to the STL Arts and Music Fund, which was a fund established early this year uh, to help St. Louis musicians who have been out of work or otherwise impacted because of the pandemic. Uh, They raised $23,000 and they gave it all away. And I'm trying to help them raise a little bit more money. And so if you support this Indiegogo campaign, the money will go to them. Here's a little bit more music. Uh, Here's some of the music from the album if you want to take a little listen.
thanks very much to Danny to giving me for giving me a little bit of time uh, to talk to you all. Uh, we know that Cubs fans are generous. Um, the Ranners are supporting things all the time and helping people out all the time, and I just appreciate any any little bit of help that you could give us. Uh, you go to BrentStewartMusic.com, Brent S T E W A R T Music.com, and you can find a link there to the Indiegogo campaign. And I really appreciate your help. And as always, go Cubs.
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.